when we do tasbih and remind ourselves that Allah Almighty is free of all imperfections, then we have to remember a reality about ourselves. It's that our nafs, our lower self, has a vested interest in attributing imperfections to Allah Almighty. And being unaware and oblivious to this reality opens us up to a lot of spiritual vulnerability. So being honest with ourselves is very important. For example, if we look at the deterioration of spirituality among Muslims throughout our history, we see that as Muslim scholars started to lose connection with Allah Almighty because of their own misguidance, their own actions, then they faced a difficult situation. They no longer had any evidence or any experiences of a living relationship with God Almighty in their lives, in their personal lives. And so they had two choices. They could either say and admit that we have become weak, we have lost our way, and Allah Almighty no longer interacts with us, He no longer communicates with us. They could attribute that weakness to themselves and admit it. Or instead what they could do is attribute weakness to God Almighty in order to cover up their own weaknesses. And they could say that now God Almighty no longer communicates, He no longer speaks. The fact that He no longer speaks to us is not our fault. But now we're in a new era where God Almighty no longer addresses and speaks to people. So of course they chose the second option and they attributed imperfections to Allah Almighty. Now this wasn't just a sin in concept of them attributing imperfections, but it actually reciprocated, it backfired on them very badly because it created a vicious cycle. The fact is that when a person then starts to believe and he teaches others, and other peoples believe this as well, that Allah Ta'ala doesn't answer prayers, that He doesn't respond to us, He doesn't communicate with us, He doesn't send revelation, visions, true dreams, all of these things, Allah Ta'ala no longer communicates, then people cease to seek that communication from Allah Almighty. They no longer seek an answer to their prayers, they no longer look for miracles, they no longer seek those things from Allah Almighty, and as a result, they cease to receive them as well. So the ultimate result is that Allah Ta'ala actually dies for them in practical application and concept. First, their beliefs became corrupted, and then the reality of their relationship and what they received from Allah Almighty ceased to exist as well. Illustrating this, Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih al-Abul, one who used to relate about one of his teachers, that he saw a dream when he was in a city, Bhopal, that he was standing near a bridge in the outskirts of the town. There he found a leper whose whole body had been infested with worms. Flies were resting on his body. He asked him who he was and he replied that he was God, Lord of the worlds. The teacher said that he had read so many praiseworthy things about God in the Holy Quran, that he is so beautiful and there is none who is comparable to him. Then what has become of his condition? And God replied to him that my appearance that you are seeing is not the one I possess in reality. This is how I look through the eyes of the people of Bhopal. Hazrat Muslim who said that examine now how you see God as compared to the things that you love in this world, lest your view of God be the same as the people of Bhopal or similar to it. Remember well that God is entirely free and pure of all ugliness, vice and disfigurement. So this we have to ask individually. That mistake that the Muslim scholars made during the dark ages of Islam, are we making it individually? If we don't receive any answer to our prayers, if our prayers are not accepted, if we have no communication with Allah Almighty, then we also have two ways ahead of us. One is to realize that we are doing something wrong. We have to fix ourselves. And the other is to just say that Allah Ta'ala doesn't accept prayers. He doesn't communicate with us. So we should not repeat the same mistake as those who came before us. Because if we repeat it, then God Almighty will, God forbid, die for us as well. It is narrated in 
Hadith Qudsi that Allah Almighty says that I am to my slave as he thinks of me. If we don't practically believe that Allah Ta'ala is Al-Mujib and he can answer prayers, then Allah Ta'ala will cease to answer our prayers because we will not seek any mercy by means of this attribute. If practically we believe that Allah Almighty is blind and deaf and mute, then he will actually become blind, deaf and mute for us. This will be our reality with God Almighty. So in tasbih, when we do tasbih, when we say subhanaka, then we remove all of these imperfections that our nafs out of its vested interest attributes to God Almighty. So what we have to remember is that our lower self seeks the path of ease. It seeks the path of laziness, of excuses. And it will even make excuses by committing a blasphemy against God Almighty just to cover up its own weaknesses and shortcomings. So we have to remember this conflict of interest within us and this personal advantage that our lower self has in attributing imperfections to God Almighty so that then we can understand the importance, the urgent relevance of doing tasbih, of reminding ourselves that Allah Almighty is free of imperfections and of removing from our minds all the imperfections that we attribute to Allah Almighty.